As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we'll discuss the return of a widely stashed pitcher and a hefty slate of streamable starters. Like death and taxes, Dodgers get a Dodger. I have That's not had uh, three co-brews uh, yet. It works great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15 on The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15 presented by Topps. Check out Topps Project 70 celebrating 70 years of Topps baseball cards. I'm Al Melkier. I'm here with Derek Van Riper for Monday, September 6th, kicking off a new week. And DVR, let's start with some news from your Brewers. Willie Adamas going on the IL with a quad strain. So it's a, it's a crowded roster there for the Brewers. Uh, do you see anybody that particularly gets a change uh, in, in a good way uh, with uh, Adamas being out for a while? You know, I think he plays a lot anyway because of his versatility, but this would stabilize Jace Peterson's playing time a little bit. In OBP leagues especially, he's a really good glue guy since you can move him around quite a bit. There's not a ton of power. There's not a ton of speed, but just a guy that's going to pile up runs and RBIs by virtue of playing a little more right now. Yeah, that was something that occurred to me when I thought about this. He's been playing a lot of outfield lately, but yeah, I suppose with his versatility and some moving pieces on the roster, that certainly does help Peterson's case. Uh, got a few Dodgers notes here as well. AJ Pollock has been diagnosed with a grade two hamstring strain. Dave Roberts says that Pollock's likely to be out two to three weeks at a minimum. So bad news there. Uh, sounds like a, a definite drop situation for Pollock. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think a week-to-week hamstring strain, quad strain, anything like that right now, err on the side of dropping the player in most formats because injury optimism is always dangerous. It's particularly dangerous in September. Yeah, yeah, time is running out. Uh, Clayton Kershaw and Tony Gonsolin, though, they could both be back very soon for the Dodgers, both uh, on rehab assignments now. Gonsolin making a rehab start on Saturday. Kershaw slated to make one with AAA Oklahoma City on Tuesday. If all goes well there, I suppose we could see Kershaw 
very, very soon. So a couple of situations, especially Kershaw's, uh, to track over the next few days. Aaron Savali, uh, looks like, is definitely going to be back for Cleveland on Tuesday. He's slated to make a start against the Twins, and that lines him up for a two-start week with a Sunday start against the Brewers. Uh, time to roll him out. I think so. I mean, a two-start week is probably good enough to go ahead and, and trust them. I think he's usually efficient enough to work deep enough into a game to be eligible for a win anyway. And I think since we've seen him go five during his rehab assignment, that gives me a little extra confidence in Savali too. All righty. Uh, for the Orioles, Ramon Rios exited early on Sunday against the Yankees with some upper leg soreness. It's an issue he's been dealing with. And Rios is somebody that I wrote about next week in Fantasy Baseball. It's somebody that Michael Beller and I talked about on the weekend waiver show uh, here for The Athletic. And uh, somebody who would stand to benefit from a pretty good schedule for the Orioles this week. So I understand that Arias is really more of a like 14, 15 team option. But uh, DVR, even with options in those leagues, typically scarce. Uh, is this something that would make you maybe shy away from starting, starting Arias this week? I think only because he missed games earlier in the month with the same problem. That gives me more concern. And he's the kind of guy they do want to get a look at down the stretch. So maybe they'll hold off on the IL and just give him a few days. And it doesn't help us in weekly leagues, of course, if they go that route. But I'd be erring on the side of playing a replacement for Urias this week. All righty. Uh, Justin Upton going on the IL with a lumbar strain. Couple of moves for the Red Sox. Both Nick Pavetta and Danny Santana, uh, unfortunately, latest additions to a list of Red Sox players on the COVID IL. JT Brubaker for the Pirates on the IL with shoulder inflammation. Uh, let's take a look at what's going on in bullpens DVR. That Cardinals situation isn't really getting any clearer. We thought maybe we were getting some clarity with Giovanni Gallegos uh, picking up some saves. He came in a, uh, it wasn't even a setup situation because the, the Cardinals had a, a pretty big lead uh, against the Brewers on Sunday. But so Gallegos was pitching in the eighth and then into the ninth. It became a safe situation with Gallegos loading the bases. Alex Reyes comes in uh, ostensibly to bail Gallegos out and instead gives up a grand slam to Daniel Vogelbach. So anything actionable here for this week? I mean, would you feel good about starting Gallegos? Do you think if Reyes was dropped, maybe it's time to pick him up? What 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 does one do with this situation? I think it's still Gallegos. And I mean, I think what happened with Reyes giving up the walk-off grand slam it probably puts him even further away from getting another chance to close out games again, right? If he was inching his way back he just kind of tumbled down the mountain and has to start over again which is unfortunate for him uh, Gallegos I mean I think part of why he lost his command over the course of that outing was because he got pushed pretty hard workload wise so uh, the only drawback to him I think in the short term is that he might not be available for a day or two because of how many pitches he had to throw even though he didn't complete Sunday's outing all right. Well, I think um, that we do have more clarity now with the Cubs situation. It seems like it's just Rowan Wick's job. And not only did he get a save against the Pirates on Sunday, he got a two-inning, six-out save. So pretty impressive work there by Rowan Wick. Um, I understand it's the Cubs, and maybe we don't reasonably expect a lot of save opportunities there. But uh, where would you prioritize him at this point? Yeah, if you're just chasing saves, he's absolutely someone you want to look at. I mean, I see him as kind of a lower tier closer, but he could easily be the guy going into next season, too. I think that's the appeal of staying aggressive in long term leagues this time of year. You know, if some of the pickups you're making now could be holdovers for 2022, let's say the Cubs go really cheap this offseason. 
Wick as the incumbent could open the year as the closer next year too. All right, yeah, definitely something to think about in those keeper leagues. And just a Yankees note here, Jonathan Loisig has been a part of that late inning mix for them. He's on the IL with a rotator cuff strain, so I think uh, we can you know put him in the same category as Pollock and uh, seems like a reasonable drop there in redraft leagues. Let's go to some of the standout performances from Sunday. There were quite a few of them and start with a trio of hitters who homered twice. Gary Sanchez homers 19 and 20 against the Orioles. DJ Peters, he's been on uh, quite a run of late home runs, 9 and 10 against the Angels. And Matt Duffy, well, he tripled his homer total on Sunday going from 1 to 3 in a single game against the Pirates, part of a three-hit effort for Duffy. So um, out of this group, who who is interesting to you for the, the weeks remaining in the season? I mean, I think DJ Peters is interesting if only because Gary Sanchez is probably rostered everywhere. And, and Matt Duffy, to me, has one of the more surprising two home run games of the season now after <laughs> what he did on Sunday. Uh, no disrespect to Duffy. He's just kind of a bottom half of the order sort of hitter and filling a gap on a, a rebuilding team right now. But at least Peters was a prospect that we were excited about once. I think there's probably a similar profile here to Adelis Garcia, maybe even with more swing and miss, which is a bit scary. But when guys like that get to play, they can actually do something pretty good with those tools. And uh, with Peters, I think they're just letting him basically take over the Joey Gallo spot and waiting and seeing what happens. So I would say at least in leagues with 14 plus teams or you're starting five outfielders, Peters belongs in lineups at this point. But there's a huge batting average risk here, given the swing and miss in his profile. Yeah, well, over his last 85 uh, at bats, 19 hits for a 224 average. So that actually, you know, for him being on the right side of the Mendoza line is a good thing. But that also comes with nine homers over that stretch. So uh, I think the Gallo comparison is a pretty apt one. Uh, let's take a look at three other hitters who had a big uh, big game on Sunday. Jonathan VR, 2-4-6 uh, against the Nationals with both uh, a home run, his 18th of the year, and his 16th double. Uh, kind of consistently showing more power than speed this year. Kind of surprising. Lane Thomas continuing a hot streak two for five with his third home run of the year against the Mets. And Alejandro Kirk, three for four with his fifth homer and eighth double of the season against Oakland. He has now started three of the last four. So I had some concerns about Kirk with uh, Danny Jansen coming back, but I think maybe those concerns were not really all that well-founded. Well, I think Kirk is the future for now behind the plate. And they've got another prospect not far away. So we'll see how they sort things out uh, in the course of maybe the offseason in Toronto. But uh, I think the interesting thing here is Lane Thomas, yet another Cardinals outfielder, former Cardinals outfielder, having some success somewhere else. This is a guy that put up pretty good numbers in the upper levels of the minor leagues, has shown some power, has shown some speed. Uh, at times has shown the ability to put a lot of balls in play too. I think there's going to be a little bit of variance with the K rate from him early on, but certainly not a bad player and a guy that I think with the time, much like DJ Peters, less ceiling, but uh, the kind of guy that can actually do something of value for us with this extended opportunity to play right now. All right. Well, we've been doing things in threes here on this show so far, so we'll keep it going. Three pitchers who pitched well on Sunday. Robbie Ray, nothing new there, uh, but another stellar outing against Oakland. Brady Singer, uh, seven scoreless innings for him, six strikeouts, no walks, just four hits allowed against the White Sox. So tough matchup there. And he gets the Twins on Saturday. Taylor Hearn, uh, pretty good outing for him against the Angels. Uh, maybe not the toughest matchup, but three runs over seven innings, four Ks, no walks. Uh, what's your level of interest in Singer and Hearn uh, rest of season? 
Hearn gets Oakland on the road next time out, and then he has the White Sox at home the start after that. So I think I'm probably in for the Oakland start and then out for the White Sox start. So I see him as more of a, a matchup streamer right now, but it's nice to see a young pitcher like that getting so deep into a start. I think with Singer, I keep waiting for him to figure things out, and every time he shows a sign like this, it, it makes me think that maybe it's going to happen. But at Minnesota, probably playable there. Next start the following week, home against Seattle, probably a playable spot for him there. I think of the two, I have a little more interest in Singer with those matchups coming up, and then Ray is just sort of in a class of his own. I, I wonder if he's going to be a, a nine-figure free agent pitcher this winter, which is something I never would have thought about Robbie Ray prior to this year. <laughs> it's been an amazing turnaround, and I don't think that's uh, you know a, a bad question to ask at all. It'll be interesting to see this offseason. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. A lot of potential streamers for Monday. So as we go from the Sunday pitchers to the Monday pitchers, I'm just going to rattle these off DVR and then let you riff on whoever seems uh, viable or maybe uh, more worrisome than maybe on the surface it would appear. Uh, Bailey Ober and Logan Allen going up against each other uh, in uh, that one, Minnesota and Cleveland. Kyle Freeland, uh, he's slated to come back from that hip injury against the Giants. Ryan Yarbrough gets the Red Sox at Fenway. Uh, Miles Michaelis gets the Dodgers at home. Max Scherzer uh, going against him, so that's pretty tough right there. Justin Steele gets the Reds. Trevor Williams on a pretty nice run, especially since coming to the Mets. He gets the Nationals. And A.J. Alexi coming off of a nice debut. He gets the Angels, so kind of a good uh, soft landing spot for him in his second start. Yeah, I think of all of those pitchers, Bailey Ober is the one that I actually like the most at this point. I actually believe in the stuff a little bit. Command's pretty good. Uh, I think being as tall as he is, the arm slot and the release point like kind of gives the hitter a, a different sort of look, so that makes the stuff play up a little bit. Of everybody else, so many of these guys have bad matchups. Like I, I would ordinarily trust Miles Michaelis. I don't want to throw him out there against the Dodgers. I don't want to throw Justin Steele out there against a team that can pile up home runs the way the Reds can. I think Trevor Williams is probably the second best option of this group, and it's sort of a coin flip with him versus A.J. Alexi going up against an Angels team that has been just woefully inadequate offensively with all the pieces they're missing. Obviously, no Trout, no Rendon. That goes a long way toward making them as bad as they've been. But with Alexi, it's just kind of average stuff, at least based on what I'm seeing in the underlying numbers right now. But that might be good enough to play at this point against this lineup. Okay. Uh, Kyle Freeland, any thoughts? Uh, or did I, did I miss that? I just don't ever trust him. <laughs> not in Colorado I just don't do it wow he's been on an incredible run I, I I'm a little concerned I mean I've been banging the Kyler Freeland drum for weeks now but coming off of the hip uh impingement I have to say I'm a little worried myself so let's uh just take a look at a few start situations uh looking across the entire week ahead three hitters uh dealing with some injuries right now Jordan Alvarez a knee contusion that limited him to pinch hitting on Sunday. Avisael Garcia dealing with both hamstring and back injuries. He also did pinch hit on Sunday. Right, Mountcastle did not play at all on Sunday, dealing with a sore foot. So Alvarez, Garcia, Mountcastle, are you sitting anybody? 
I think I'm playing all of them. I think the word of caution, though, is that even a minor injury like ones that Alvarez and Garcia appear to have, they can lead into an IL stint this time of year if the team feels like they've got enough depth and a big enough cushion in their respective spot in the playoff race, right? So I think of those two, I'm actually a little more worried about Garcia getting rest than Alvarez because the Astros' lead over the A's is quite a bit smaller than what the Brewers currently have uh, over the Reds and Cardinals in the NL Central. Uh, but I think Mountcastle and Hayes, I'm erring on the side of playing those guys this week in leagues where I'm looking for them to contribute. All right. Well, uh, yeah, Austin Hayes, definitely worth mentioning there. Did start against Corey Kluber. Uh, Orioles had a bunch of games featuring lefty, so it wasn't quite sure what the uh, platoon situation was there. So very encouraging to see Austin Hayes get that start against Corey Kluber. It's going to be an even split, four lefties, four righties for the Orioles this week. And Hayes has been doing a very good job, both at home. Those are all eight home games and a good job against lefties. So uh, yeah, I like that call there on Austin Hayes. And with that call, we will wrap up this first show of the week here for Fantasy Baseball 15. And just remind you that uh, we... Always do appreciate it when you uh, rate and review and subscribe to this podcast. So for Derek Van Riper, I'm Al Melkier, and we'll be right back here again on Tuesday. <laughs>